Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Welcome back to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. It's Melissa Joy here today, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Melissa Freidenberg. Hi, how are you doing? Great. So today we are going to talk about what is retirement. It's going to be about the steps to retirement readiness, both financially as well as just life factors and how we analyze it all to determine that retirement readiness. And then we're going to share with you a few additional resources and some next steps as far as figuring out your specific retirement readiness. And um, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Melissa Joy. So when you think about retirement today, the first thing I think about is demographics. So we have people that are healthier and living longer, especially if they are wealthier, which is typically the people that we're speaking with. Um, you know, there are different kind of assumptions on how long you'll be living if you are, you know, retiring today versus 10 or 20 years ago. So we always make an assumption that our clients, if they're a a married couple, will both live to age 95. Um, And we'll probably be extending those life expectancies even further. The reality is that For many Americans, they have one game plan for when they think they may retire, and they end up retiring a little bit earlier than that. We also have those stragglers who just love to work. And what I like to tell them is that they are able to retire anytime, not that they have to retire or, you know, this is how much they can have, but then they can call their own shots. And about 75% of retirees have that old date from Social Security of age 65, which is also when Medicare happens to start, is going to be the date that they retire. But in actuality, the median age for retirement is age 62. So there's a discrepancy between expectations and what actually happens. Now, why might that change and where, why is there uncertainty? First of all, health issues, um, a change to an investment outlook if there's a particularly good year, concerns about receiving Social Security later in life. And these also go hand in hand with the areas of uncertainty to knowing that you're going to be okay in retirement. What we always say as financial planners is that we'll plan for what we know now. And then if you have a solid foundational plan, then when the world changes, you can adjust your plan accordingly. So I always like to set a framework with people that are approaching retirement about what we see analytically about how your spending occurs in retirement. And I'd like to start with the concept of the retirement smile. Um, There are three kind of phases to this retirement smile. There are the go-go years where you hopefully are living your fullest life. You perhaps have that retirement bucket list, um, whether it's travel or big projects, and you're really taking them on. These might be fuller spending years. Then there's the slower go years where maybe you want to stay closer to home. You're not quite as ambitious on your spending, but hopefully you're in great health. Your your needs get a little bit smaller. Um, And then there's the no-go years. Those are years where you may be at end of life. There are higher needs and um, because of health 
cost might need additional care. Well, that turns into the smile because those go-go years are high spending, perhaps, or higher spending. Um, The slower go years are lower spending. And then the smile comes back up on the other end on those no-go years where you may have additional healthcare costs. This kind of concept is a concept that was um, pulled together by a financial planner, Michael Stein, in an article called The Prosperous Retirement. In the 40s and 50s are the highest spending stage. Likely there's more debt. They're paying for kids to go to college. Also, they um, may be traveling more. They have higher work expenditures. And what we can see in reality is that people's expenditures tend to decline over time. And so I always think it's important when you, you know, plug numbers into a retirement calculator, this is some of the value of working with a financial planner, is we can really talk about what trends are occurring in the world. Now, your own case may be different. So we really want to be careful to say, what is your spending in early years of retirement? And we can understand that both from budget, how um, much you're withdrawing from your investment portfolio, et cetera. The review each year will be helpful but it, I think it's valid and informative information that while your healthcare costs may be going up, a lot of other costs, entertainment, travel, et cetera, tend to decline as you get older. I'll, I'll send it back to you, Melissa, so you can talk a little bit about how you figure out how much income you need during retirement. Well, as Melissa just talked about, over time, we see that spending does go down. But what about that initial retirement income replacement? How much income are you going to need when you retire? And just to show you what that replacement might look like and some of the things that you may not be paying for, even in that initial uh, part of retirement. So if you've been putting money away, which oftentimes we see people before retirement really stocking away towards retirement savings, that once you retire, you're no longer putting away those expenditures going down. So that might be travel, gas, clothing, certain items that when you retire, you're not going to be purchasing, but also taxes will be reduced. If you have lower earned income, you're going to have less taxes. So, and then you can add in social security, which brings that replacement to about 50% of income to maintain that equivalent lifestyle right off the bat in retirement. Each case is different and individualized. So really have to look at the different factors that go into your particular case. So let's look at some of the assumptions or factors that go into each case. So life expectancy. Again, right now we're looking at uh, using a life expectancy with our clients of 95. So if people are retiring at 62 to 65, that's 30 years of income that you're going to need to replace in retirement. So that is a big factor. Income sources. Do you have a pension? Um, We're seeing that less and less, but there are still people that have pension income. Uh, Are you going to work part-time or have some source of income in retirement? Or Social Security. What does that income look like for your Social Security estimate statements? That's a big factor that we look at. As far as investment returns, Obviously, no one knows. We don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know what those returns look like in the future. But we can come up with a pretty good idea based on historical returns as well as your individual risk tolerance. So really, that number that we use when we plug that in does depend specifically on um, what your risk profile looks like. Then, of course, we need to know what assets you have. So that would include your 401ks, IRAs, any CDs or brokerage accounts as well as equity in your home, and lastly, financial needs. 
So are you going to downsize? What does your retirement look like? Are you going to sell your home? Are you going to buy a second home? Maybe buy a condo in Florida. What are those fixed expenses? And then those wants, really by talking about what your retirement looks like, we'll get an idea of what your financial needs and how much income you're going to need throughout your retirement period. Some other factors to consider when thinking about what you'll need for retirement. Inflation. You're going to be 30 years into retirement. You have to factor in that that purchasing power, $150,000 in income today, will not buy the same in 20 years from now or so. Another factor is taxes. Do you think taxes are going up or do you think taxes are going down? Now, as I mentioned, oftentimes with lower earned income, your particular tax rate may go down. But overall, if taxes do go up, that is something we have to take into consideration, as well as those income sources. Are you taking tax-free income in retirement or is it going to be taxable? And then healthcare, which Melissa touched on, that's a huge factor in retirement. And when we talk about inflation, the historical healthcare inflation is slightly higher than 6%, which is huge. So if you think about those later years where your healthcare costs go up, and um, being that healthcare is one of the things that does not go down in retirement as far as spending, that's a huge factor, as well as that gap between when you retire, if you retire at 62, um, before you're eligible for Medicare at 65, how are we going to fill that gap and how are we going to pay for that? Market conditions, again, we've seen a lot of volatility, so it is something that we need to look at when we look at your retirement picture. And then stability of income. Again, do you have pension income? Is that pension stable? Is that something we can count on? Social security. For people retiring now, that's a huge part of their retirement. For people that are under age 40, oftentimes we don't know what that's going to look like for them in another 20 years. So that is another factor when it comes to retirement. So first, um, retirement planning is all about probabilities because Melissa just described 10 or 12 things that are going are volatile, can change in retirement that we just don't know. So we go with the best information that we have right now. We put in your circumstances and your needs. And some of those are pretty concrete. Like if you have a mortgage and you're planning on living in your house for the foreseeable future, we know when that mortgage will be paid off. We know what the taxes may be that will be ongoing. So we can hardwire in those specifics rather than just having kind of a bulk sum of here's how much you have. Um, we can get really specific to your personal life. So we put in all your details and what we think you'll have and when we think you may retire. And we might be running several scenarios if you're like, I'd like to see the difference between retiring at 63 and 66 um, so that you can kind of give yourself the encouragement to keep working or say, oh, it's okay for me to pull off the gas and work less. So we end up with a probability of success number. And for those of you who are overachievers, this is one of the only times that you don't necessarily want to get 100% A plus on your probability of success. Why, you may ask, would you not? Well, a probability of success is, to get a little bit technical, um, run off of a Monte Carlo simulation. And a Monte Carlo statistical analysis is where you run a bunch of different projections with a different sequence of returns. So Melissa just described to you that we do make some assumptions about what investment returns may be. But what we don't assume is that if your assumed rate of return is 6%, that you'll get 6% every single year because that's just too easy and it would make it really easy for you to be okay in retirement. The reality is, you know, you're not going to hit that mark of your average return every year. That would be returns with no volatility. 
So if we map out a sequence of returns, we can forecast that perhaps you have retire in 2007 where you have the Great Recession right after that. Or perhaps you retire in the early 80s where there's really strong kind of um, wins that help you. So we want to get in the percent probability of success between 75 and 85 percent. And what happens if you're super, super high at that 90 or 100 percent is that we may be suggesting that you're too conservative in terms of your spending in retirement. And if you are too low, it's just too risky. Um, You don't have the ability to kind of pivot your plan or adjust it if market conditions change. It's it's kind of like you price your plan to perfection. And what we all know is life has bumps along the road. Then we look at your individual circumstances too and plan to maximize the possibilities. So one prime example would be tax considerations. When a required distribution comes into play before you hit, you know, kind of Medicare age or start to receive social security, we may be able to play around with things and take money out of your retirement plans or convert them to Roth assets when you have a lower income. So we're always going to try to capitalize on just individual opportunities that are based specifically for you. We'll also analyze your social security or your pension if you have one. If you're fortunate enough to have one, it's great when you have a pension. Choose when to claim it and how to make your decisions. Think you know what your spending is going to be in retirement, but it's really critical too in those first couple of years during retirement to understand what your spending is. And even in the last years prior to retirement, I often sometimes see people walk in the door. They're planning to retire like tomorrow. There's like, here's my stuff. I'm ready to start financial planning. That's great. I'm glad they called me today versus five years into retirement, but it's even better if you can have that financial plan in advance. And let's say that, you know, when Melissa described the income replacement, that you really have just been saving your 401k contribution and your income's gone up and up. Um, And, you know, the reality is you have a lot to spend in retirement, but you may not have as much as your current lifestyle. It just depends on your own personal habits. I know some people that can retire with half a million dollars and be in great shape and others, there's no amount that's enough. And it's all about your spending habits as well as what you've been able to save. But of course, those go hand in hand in many cases where, you know, if you're not saving money, you're spending it, which just increases your kind of dependency on a certain lifestyle. So we want you to be flexible with that spending plan. And the earlier we can talk about, you know, kind of your spending behaviors, the more we can kind of build in without a lot of pain, some ways to adjust or kind of pay yourself first with savings. And then finally, we want you to be reviewing this annually. So when people come to us in their 30s and 40s and want to be thinking about good, sound financial practices, the annual like revisit to the retirement plan is saying, hey, we just boosted your probability of success or increased the amount you can spend in retirement. So it's kind of like, am I doing better than last year seeing that incremental improvement? If you're coming and you're in retirement or you're about to be in retirement, it's a little bit different. We're making sure that your spending behavior that is, um, you know, on track, we're adjusting based on the market conditions, we're changing when tax rules change, all of those things. I always like to say that a financial plan or a retirement plan is not something to be kind of done and then put on a shelf. Think about it like um, an architect has a blueprint. Your blueprint may need to be adjusted over time and that annual revisit gives you enough time to see both concerns ahead, also identify opportunities. So that's kind of how we suggest people work on this. And that's exactly what we do. We use a combination of um, kind of teaching, 
like we talked about how much people typically spend over time and very technical analytical financial planning software, as well as our own wisdom, having worked with people and helping them retire over the years to kind of get you to the goal. There's a science as well as an art to financial planning. What does retirement look like for you? And this isn't the dollars and the cents. This is like, how are you spending your time? Especially if you've been a busy executive or a harried mom, you know, running the kids around. What is meaningful to you? What is your purpose in retirement? How do you feel comfortable? We want that to be what you're focusing on because you have that retirement game plan that you'll continue to revisit, but you really get, you know, kind of your basic financial needs met for retirement. So you can start dreaming about what your life looks like. The reality is not everybody's sitting on the beach, walking along the beach every day in retirement. So you need to kind of evaluate what's going to give you fulfillment and what you want to be doing. Prepare or update your retirement plan. Um, If you kind of knew you needed to get started on financial planning or retirement plan, there is no time like the present. And if you had a plan, but life has changed as it does, let's update that retirement plan. Be prepared to be flexible your information annually. Once you get started, don't let it drop. Don't neglect the personal side of your preparation, the what am I doing in retirement, what drives me, as well as the financial preparations. I think, you know, especially if you're a technical person, it's easy to get into a spreadsheet to make sure you have enough, um, but it's more difficult to really understand how you'll spend your time. Rinse and repeat, focus on your process, have a flexible plan. Melissa, anything you would add to the conversation? No, I do think that last point about revisiting what your idea of retirement is so important. I know, I think back just even 10 years ago, my idea of my ideal retirement has changed drastically over the last 10 years. So I can only imagine 20, 30 years from now what that might look like. And I think that is important for both people to think about what their own desires are, as well as couples uh, to discuss with each other to make sure you're on the same page of what that retirement looks like. So go to our website at www.pearlplan.com, find some additional resources to figure out your retirement readiness and see some of our upcoming events that we have on the calendar. If you found this information helpful and there are other people Uh, friends or family that you feel would benefit, please do share with them. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.